0: This week's Parsha is Parsha svayetse. At the end of the Parsha in Parak Lamed Bez, the Pesach says, and it's a Pesach that we're familiar with from Tfilas HaDarech, <speaking in Hebrew> Yaakov went on his way, he was traveling back to Eretz Yisrael at this point, and he was met up with angels of Hashem. And then he calls this place Machanayim, the double camp. Why the double camp? So Rashi says that there were shnei machanays. There were two machanays over here. There was the Machane, there was the camp of angels from Chutzlaretz that were escorting him out of Chutzlaretz. And then there was another camp of angels, of Eretz Yisrael, Dike angels, that were here to greet him as he was about to enter into Eretz Yisrael. So you have a convergence of two teams. There was the Malachim from Chutzlaretz, there was the Malachim from Eretz Yisrael, and they were all together as one around Yaakov Avinu, escorting Yaakov Avinu at this point, and Yaakov Avinu calls this place Machanayim in order to immortalize this experience of having two sets of angels. One set of angels taking him out of Chutzlaretz and the other set of angels welcoming, in, welcoming him into Eretz Yisrael. The Sokot Rebbe, famous for his Hisvarim, the Avni Nazar and others saw him that he was very well known for the Egletal on Shabbos. The Avni Nezer says an absolutely beautiful verse. He says that this is not something that's only a once-in-a-lifetime experience that Yaakov Vino had. The, uh, the convergence of two angels, two sets of angels in your life every single Shabbos, he says. We have the same exact thing. We have angels of, of hell, the weekday angels that we are protected by, escorted by. Those angels are Malavos out of the weekday. And then we have another set of angels, Shabbos angels. And the Shabbos angels welcome us and greet us as we arrive into the holy day of Shabbos. And the Socket says that this is the pshat in the famous song that Yidden sing on Friday night, Shalom Aleichem. What are we saying in the words of Shalom Aleichem? Do we ever stop and think about what we're actually doing? It's a funny set of stanzas. First we greet some Malachi Asharis, we say Shalom Aleichem to them. We say, bayachem come into our home in peace. And then, barfuni l'shalem, bless us in peace. And finally, tseishchum goodbye. What does that mean? We're welcome, imagine if you would have a guest Friday night and you say, ah, shalom aleichem, bayachem come in, give me a bracha. Now get out. It wouldn't be too good a host. That's not what they teach you in... Uh, you know, in yeshiva, the way to be machnas ayrech, you say, hello, and now, goodbye? What does that mean? Zak, the Abnei Nezer, it's not talking to the same group of angels. We're saying, Shalom Aleichem, Bayechem L'shalem, Barchun L'shalem, to the shabbos angels that are coming in with us to Shabbos. Seishem L'shalem, we're saying goodbye to the weekday angels those angels that escorted us from Matzai Shabbos until until now, until Friday night, we say goodbye to them, thank you for all of your services rendered, and I'll see you in Matzai Shabbos again. But it's two sets of angels that are converging at once upon us, like Yachav Avino, Machanayim, every single Friday night this experience takes place. I'd like to talk a little bit about what this means. And I want to talk about the Zemmer of Shalom Aleichem. And I think we're going to be able, through it, to gain a whole new appreciation for what Zmiras are and for indeed what Shabbos is. I don't think we've ever been to any yeshiva or any camp or any home, that Shalom Aleichem was not sung. Shalom Aleichem is probably one of the most popular songs for Jewish people. Even if you're not so from, everybody sings Shalom You might not get to uh, to Karibayn, you might not get to Tzur Mishalay. but every Yid comes home on Friday night, as far as my experiences are, and they say Shalom Aleichem. That's the first thing that they do when they come home. And you would think that if there's one universally accepted zemer, that there's no controversy about, that everybody agrees it's a beautiful Zemmer to sing, it would be Shalom Aleichem. What could be nicer? It's as Jewish as uh, motherhood and apple pie. That's what Shalom Aleichem is. It's, it's part and parcel of being a Yid It's coming home and singing Shalom Aleichem Friday night. But the truth of the matter is that Shalom Aleichem is a very controversial song, and many people held that you should not sing it, or if you sing it, you should do it quietly. But don't make a big to-do about it, because there are a few Tainas on Shalom Aleichem. One of the Tainas which we're not going to really go into any arichas about is the fact that it's a little bit odd to ask Malachem to bless us. That's not the way Jews do things. We ask God to bless us. could <laughs> Baruch who bestows bracha upon us. Malachim do their shlichas, but God is the one who gives us the bracha. So to say to some angels, Baruch Hu there's something that people felt may be wrong about that. There are many people that defended the practice and they explained it, but we're not going to go into that right now. And don't worry about it, you could still sing that. The more profound problem with Shalom Aleichem is the Chassam Seifer's problem with it. And for this reason, the Chassam said it's written, did not sing Shalom Aleichem, although one of his major talmidim, Shik, he said that he saw him say it, but quietly, alone, when nobody was looking, except for him. And the reason for his reservations about singing Shalom Aleichem is because there's a Gemara. The Gemara says that in the olden days, every time that a person would go to the restroom to relieve himself or herself, they would say, which means you would have a conversation with the angels, and you would say, I guess the in the modern way of saying it would be, pardon me, just... Give me a few minutes, I'll be right out. That's basically what, you, who are you talking to? You're alone. Who are you talking to? You're talking to angels, because there are angels that escort us, and it's not appropriate to bring angels that are so holy and so sacred and so close to God, to bring them into the bathroom with you is inappropriate, obviously. So we say to them in a very nice way, Excuse me, Rabbi you know, Please just... Give me a few minutes, I'll be right out. Now, we don't do this today. In the olden days, during the times of the Tannaim of the Amairaim, they used to say it because they were able to be on a very high level of speaking to angels. Angels by them were like angels to Ramavinu. Avinu is having conversations with angels. And that's how the great Tanayim Amiram, when we learn Gemara, by the way, just parenthetically, a lot of times we just look at them like human beings, like regular ordinary people, and we call them, so this guy holds that, and that guy holds that. We're talking about, who are we talking about? We're talking about our buddies? These are people, the Vilna guy used to say that the smallest of the Amiram, if if you could sort of list the Amiram from the greatest, to the least great, the least great of the Meirahim have the power of being Mechayim Mason. This is what we have a Kabbalah from the Grah. So when we speak about Rebbeich and Rish as guys, it's inappropriate. It's probably more inappropriate to say that than to say Shalmelecham even. It's a, very, it's a very bad thing. Now we're going to get to why you can say... I'm joking. But you can't... The reason for saying for the the Chassam Sefer's problem with saying Shalom Aleichem, is this reason. We don't say anymore, his Kabdun Mechubadun, because it's not appropriate for us to be pretending to speak to angels. We don't speak to angels. Amiran spoke to angels, Tanan spoke to angels. There was a time in Jewish history that they looked in the mirror and said, hey, we're not speaking to no angels. And if we can speak to angels, even if they're listening to us, it's not appropriate to carry on conversation with angels as if we are their friends, because they're not our friends. They are holy beings that we probably have nothing to do with at all. And if we speak to them in a way as if we, his guys, his I'll, I'll be right out, that's like Gaiva did. That's mechzi kiura. It looks like you're a Baal like wait for me over here, I'll be right out. We don't know who these angels are. These angels are not little Tinker Bell's on our shoulders. Angels, the Gemara says in Chagiga, they are, if you would be able to take a a space shuttle or a supersonic jet from the foot of an angel, by the time you get up to the head of the angel, it would probably be a million light years away. That's how great angels are. Angels are not little things we could talk to and schmooze with. Angels are huge cosmic beings. We have no right to claim to talk to angels. And that's why that custom was abandoned to say when you go to the bathroom, it's kabdo mechubadai. Zot to chasam seifer. So why is there any difference on Friday night? If we're not permitted, if it's inappropriate for us to have this, this relationship with an angel and to talk to an angel like you're talking to your friend, so why Friday night all of a sudden you're able to say, Shalom Aleichem, in Who are you talking to? You have the right to talk to an angel. Do you know who an angel is? We have no right to talk to an angel. We have no license to talk to an angel. So the Chasam Soifer felt that this song of Shalom Aleichem is not an appropriate song to sing. It's not like this. This song wasn't made up. It's not a Gemara. It's not a. It's based on a Gemara in Shabbos, but it's not. It's not something you have to say. It's a, it's I don't know exactly when Shalom Aleichem was composed and when it took, when it took root in Klai Yisrael, but it's maybe, I don't know, uh, 500 years. So, so don't say it. We don't have the right to say it. We have no right to, to say to angels that um, we greet them, we talk to them. What's going on over here? So I saw, in defense of the Pisman Shalom Aleichem, in case you're wondering, how am I speaking to an angel? what right do I have? I should get neurotic about every Friday night. We go up to the dining room and start singing Shlomo Leith, and we should like, stop it. Zotar Shlomo Zalman Ayerbach. There's a Sefer that we have in Yeshiva um, It's called Halicha Shlomo and one volume is on Tfila. If you want to look it up it's in Parak Zion, footnote number 4 Rabbi Shalem is quoted there as saying that we could sing it Friday night, we could talk to angels on Friday night, and he says the reason is because those types of angels of Shabbos, the Shabbos angels that we have surrounding us, who so are saying Shalom Aleichem to, are different angels than during the week. That's what Rabbi writes. He says, I'll read it to you the way it's brought in the Hebrew, that it's The regular malachim are different. Those constant malachim of the week that we're talking about, you can't say are different than the Shabbos angels. They're different. It's a different sort of angel. That's why he says, even you're going to ask, maybe Friday night we should be able to to say Maybe maybe you know if we're able to talk to angels it's a different the get angels are different. We're not Naeg. we're different. It's a different type of name. He doesn't explain what he means. He doesn't say why they're different. He just says they're different. We could talk to those angels. We can talk to the regular weekday angels. But those Shabbos angels that come into our house with us are not the constant angels that are with us. It's different. And that's why he restores that place in Jewish life to sing Sham Aleichim. It's fine. You should have absolutely no problem singing it. Even the Chassam Seifer may have said it privately. It's okay. It's good. It's a good thing to do. What I'd like to discuss is what does that mean that the angels of Shabbos are different than the angels of the week? What does that mean? Angels are angels. He doesn't explain what he means, and obviously we're getting into uncharted territory, and I'm not qualified at all to talk about angels, just like I'm not qualified to talk to angels, but this is what I'd like to suggest for Derek Esher. I saw once a beautiful story that Robertson Esther Jungreis used to tell. Robinson Young Rice, I think everybody knows, she was a very famous leader in Kalyus She was mccally of thousands of Jews. I remember when I, I once went to Miami Beach as a kid on vacation with my parents, and that's what, I guess, that was the height of her of her Kirov endeavors. She filled Madison Square Garden during that coup fun. I remember she had like this big bus. The name of her organization was Hineni, and she was, like, so popular. She would, like, fill up buses with people to come to hear her lectures. She was, like, the pioneer of, of Kirov. Before Kirov was popular, there was Robinson Young Rice and a few others that were doing amazing work and being Makariv unaffiliated Jews. Now, she was just recently nif- nifter, uh, a few uh, a few months ago. In the summer. In the summer. So... When she was a young child, she, Nebuchadnezzar and her family were shipped to Bergen-Belsen. Bergen-Belsen was one of the most infamous of the Nazi death camps, the concentration camps. And there was a living Gehenna, as all of them were. Bergen-Belsen was especially, especially bad. And Everything seemed hopeless, and people were trying as best they could to maintain their sanity under the worst of human conditions. So, her father, his name was Avram Halevi Jungreis. If you're asking, well, I thought her, I thought her married name was Jungreis. Her husband's name was Jungreis also. I think he was probably related; it was a cousin or something, um, and. But her her single name, her maiden name, was Young Rice as well. And um, he used to gather his children every Friday night in the concentration camps, late Friday night. And during the week, he would save up his bread. He would eat a little bit just to survive. They used to give him a certain amount of bread, not a lot, and it was old and stale to begin with. And it didn't get better by the time Friday night came but he kept bread in his pocket. He saved up throughout the week. And he would gather his children in the camps. And all the children were standing around him. And it was dark. And he'd say to his children in Yiddish, close your eyes, my sweet children. And they would close their eyes. We are at home, he would say to them. He was trying to get them back home in their mind. Mommy baked challah and it is warm, fresh, and delicious. And then he would take out the challah from his pocket and he would put morsels of challah into each of our mouths, she said. And she could taste the warmth and the freshness of her mother's challah as he was doing this every single Friday night in the camps. He would bench them he would sing Shalom Aleichem to them, and he would try to simulate a Shabbistic experience to the best of his ability under the worst circumstances in human history. And this kept their sanity, this kept them believing that they could survive this and they could go home again and they could be back in the beautiful aura of Kidusha Shabbos in the comfort of their own home. Well, one Friday night, they were going through this minig. And Rebetzin Jungreis' his younger brother, I guess he was hungry and desperate, he tugs at his father's sleeve and he says, Tati, I don't see the lights of Shabbos here. I don't see the challah. And I don't see the angels of Shabbos that we just greeted with Shalom Aleichem. I don't see any of it. So, Rabbi Rice's father, his eyes overflowed with tears. And in a trembling voice, he said, You, my children, you are the angels of Shabbos. And the lich, the lights that you say you don't see, those are the lights of your eyes. The light that still remains gleaming in your eyes, that's the light of Shabbos. And as for the challah, you just had it. And that is why I told you to close your eyes. That challah keeps us alive. And Rabbi Sinai said she never forgot those words, and even in the most desperate of times when she was standing for hours on end at roll call, in the rain, in the snow, as Nazis started screaming obscenities at her. All that she kept on remembering was saying to herself, I am an angel of Shabbos, and the candles of Shabbos give me light, and the challah of Shabbos energizes me and keeps me alive. This was the ray of hope that Young Youngreis had in the camps, and this enabled her to leave those camps alive. And not just alive, but accomplish great things in her life. When I saw this story, and I saw it many years ago, I thought that this was the Teretz. This would explain Reb Shlomo Zalman's Pshat. What does Zaman mean when he says that the angels of Shabbos are different? We could talk to the angels of Shabbos, where we can't talk to the weekday angels. The weekday angels are those cosmic angels that we described before. That the Gemara and Chagiga says are so vast that the galaxies can't contain them. Those angels we don't have the right to talk to. They are malachim. We can't. We're not, We're too small. We can't speak to those angels. It would be presumptuous for us to engage in conversation with us, with them, pretending as if we are on that, uh, anywhere close to the level of the fiery beings that those angels are. The angels of Shabbos, as Shemiz Amin says, are misogacheres. It's a different type of angel. It's not the angel that are huge and cosmic. It's the human being angel. It's the Jew who's miser nefesh to keep Shabbos, in spite of all of the reasons that perhaps they don't naturally want to, or they can't, or they're not in the best of place right now to keep Shabbos. But yet they forge ahead and they keep that Shabbos. Those are the angels that surround us every Friday night. Those are the angels that greet us when we go up and we sing Shalom Aleichem or we're in a room full of friends and family, those are the angels of Shabbos. The holy Jews that dress in big day Shabbos and whose faces are a glow in kedusha Shabbos that radiate the statement, the testimony that HaKadosh Baruch created Shamayim and Aretz and rested on Shabbos. And we are proclaiming to the world that he did that. And we are resting and we are engaged in a spiritual endeavor called Kedusha Shabbos. We are the angels. The Shalom Aleichem that we're giving to the, the angels on Friday night are not those big fiery angels. They are the human beings that surround us. And that's who we are saying, welcome. We welcome you on Shabbos. We're here together to engage in this experience called kedusha Shabbos, and I need a bracha from you because you're so holy. It just occurred to me just now that that's perhaps why the minig in many homes is that that parents bless their children on Friday nights. Some people only bless their children in Arabian Kippur. But in my family, every Friday night we bench our kids a beautiful minig. Even if it's not your minig, Hashem, when you have children, it might be not a bad idea to start that minig. To so take your child and you say, Simcha and Why did that minig come about? Perhaps it's because of this. We're benching our children. We have the kedusha of Shabbos. We are angels, just like angels have the ability to give brachas, we have the ability to give brachas. What I'd like to talk about now is how do we become angels of Shabbos? It's nice to say, it's nice words, we're angels of Shabbos, but how does that happen What's the metamorphosis that allows us to go from regular human beings as we're entering into Shabbos and suddenly morphing into angels? It's not something that we take lightly, that that description to be an angel. Many people will try and say, me, I'm no angel. Trust me, I'm no angel. Shabbos, you are an angel. How do you become that angel? How do you become angelic on Shabbos? And the answer is, it all depends on how we make Shabbos. There's a Gemara in Shabbos that says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a conversation with Meishu Rabbeinu. And he says, Matana Taiva Yeshli Beveske Nazai V'Shabash Shema. Right at the beginning, when after you Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Paul Yisrael, I have a beautiful. He tells my I have a good matana, matana taiva, a precious gift, and I want to give it to the Jewish people. Lech and go and give them a heads up about that. Tell them that I'm going to give them the gift of Shabbos. And where is that gift of Shabbos? Matana taiva yeshli beveskinazai. It's kept in my eitzur. It's kept in my storage house, in the treasury of the king in Shemayim. That's where Shabbos is kept. I want to give it to the Jewish people. Go tell them about it. And Moshe Abinah told them, and they were very excited, and they were Mechabal Shabbos already in Moro. Before Mount and they were Mechabal Shabbos already, based on this conversation. The Svarim says something very, very important about this Gemara. The simple reading of the Gemara is... That Akedah is keeping Shabbos in Beis until Klal Yisrael accepts it, and when Klal Yisrael accepts it, he's going to put Shabbos in a UPS truck and ship it down to planet Earth, and Shabbos will be down here just in time for Chanukah. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be ready. That's the gift-giving season. We're going to give a gift. It's going to come down to planet Earth, and you'll, it'll, and it's here. It's going to be here. Shabbos the Svarim HaKadoshim write that that's not the way to read the Gemara. Matana yeshiva I have a Matana called Shabbos. It's upstairs in my treasury. Go tell Klai yourself. And if they keep it, they don't keep it down on planet Earth. Shabbos remains in my heavenly abode. Shabbos remains in my heavenly holy treasury. And if you want it, You have to figure out a way to climb into the heavens and celebrate Shabbos up here. It's never going to be sent down to planet Earth. If you expect to keep Shabbos down on planet Earth, then you don't know what Shabbos is. Shabbos is an experience that is divine. Shabbos is an experience... That you have to somehow propel yourself out of the the atmosphere of planet Earth. Yesterday, I think last night I read that uh, that the first astronaut, John Glenn, he was he was nifter. He died yesterday, and he was considered a big hero because he was the first man to, to land on the moon, and it was a very big deal. It was a big. Gaiva for America, that they were able to send the man to the moon. He was a senator for many years. He actually ran for president, I remember. One time he lost, but a major person. He had to get into a spaceship, and he had to go and somehow propel himself out of the difficult-to-break-through all of the atmospheres of, of Earth, all the gravitational pulls, and all of the... and and to break through and to get to the moon and to be able to get out of the moon walk on the moon and come back to earth that's no small feat but that's actually what Le'Havdil El Hafei Avdollah does in his own way every Shabbos we go into a vehicle, obviously a, an imaginary vehicle and we're entering into a different zone and in that zone called Shabbos, we're not here anymore. Yes, it's true that we still walk on planet Earth, and we still eat, and we still sleep, and we talk, and we, we do everything physically as if we're here, but our minds are not supposed to be mundane on Shabbos. Our minds are not supposed to still be on this Earth. Our minds have to enter the base nazav of the Rabbinah Shalom, which is a separate area in time and place, and that's what kedusha shabbos is. You want to taste Shabbos? We may never, none of us in this room, may have ever really had a, a true Shabbos. If we can't claim to have broken free of the chains and the shackles of planet Earth, and the weekday experience, and talking about politics, and sports, and entertainment, and Russian horror, and current events, and what's going on in the community, and all all we do is engage in Kedusha Shabbos in a heavenly manner and an uplifted mind, we may have never really tasted what Shabbos is in our lives. Shabbos is not a day of the week, Saturday, that we happen to wear a nice suit, and we shave, and we eat, special foods and we pray a little bit longer but everything else is the same. I read the same sports illustrated and I and I talk about Trump and I and I think about this and I'm I'm you know discussing what I'm doing on vacation and everything goes on Shabbos and that's that's yeah you're you're a Shremer Shabbos in a technical way. But that's not the spirit of Shabbos. Unless you get you get into the base in nozov you're not in the world of Shabbos as it was intended to be given as a gift. Now, how do you do that? It's so easy to stand there, isn't it? On on a Friday morning, so easy to stand there and lecture about Kedusha Shabbos and Malachim and breaking free, but how do you do it? Give me an Eitzah. Stop preaching to me about Kedusha Shabbos and tell me how to do it. I am worried on Shabbos about the tests that I'm going to be taking, and I'm worried about my job, I'm worried about my finance, I'm worried about shuduchim, I'm worried about my kids, I'm worried about, about health issues, I'm worried about it. Yeah, I can't turn that off of my brain. So what are you talking about, break free of the earth, and what are you saying? There's one vehicle that we could use, if we use it correctly, to actually serve as that rocket ship To get us out of this earth. To break free from all the gravitational pull of life. And to get us into Kedusha Shabbos. There's only one trick up our sleeves that we could use. And it's something called Zemiris. Zemiris is the most powerful tool for Shabbos. But you have to use it in the right way. The Meneus Samar, a very famous sefer, a kadman, writes... That the Lashon of Zmiris, what does that mean, Zmiris? It comes from a word in Hebrew called Zaymer. Zayin Memresh is the shirish. What does that mean, Zaymer? Zaymer is one of the Malachis of Shabbos, and it means to prune. When you have a tree and you want to fix it a little bit, you want to make it healthy if it's a little sickly, and there are branches that are that are drying out and that are old and are not growing properly, you take a, a knife, an axe or something, and you cut off all the bad branches, and then the tree is able to grow beautifully again. That's called pruning. That's zaymer. You're getting rid of the bad in order to affect good. Zmeris, he says, is something that's an enabler. It's able to, as we sing Zmiris, if it's done with the right spirit and the right kabana, with the right tevra, It's able to allow us to remove ourselves from this world. We could prune away all the politics in our mind, and all the tsaras, and all the daigas and all the infirmities. Everything that we have in us could be pruned away with zmiris. And not only could it be pruned away, not only can it remove all of the impurities of our souls so we're able to actually get out of this world, to get into Shabbos, it's also able to propel us into Shabbos. It does two things. It's a sur meirah, and it's an asetai. It takes away the bad, all of the bad in our life. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I think you do. Sometimes he sings mirah Shabbos. just like to be Yitzhak sings mirah Shabbos. Like go to a in a in a local shul. Not to put down local shuls. They're wonderful. But sometimes, you know, you know and it's just a beat to be so we can go the rabbi I could speak and we go down the Marib, they sing it, but it's not it's not with any gefil. There's no emotion there, it's just to be yet's sometimes and hopefully we have it in the yeshiva, sometimes more, sometimes less. But if a person is able, I think in Eriteshal perhaps maybe your minds are, are going back. When you have like a room full of guys and they're singing, and all they're doing is singing, and they're singing with all of their hearts and all of their souls. And there's no one in the room schmoozing on the side, and you know, and it's not cool to sing Shmirit because You know, other people are talking, and so you have to make a choice: do I talk or do I sing? Everybody in the room is singing, and you're singing with Kedusha Shabbos. That's a zaymer that prunes you away from this world. At that time, you don't want any shayachas for this world. I don't want to be a chayol yid right now. I'm Shabbos. I'll go back soon enough to, to my regular mundane activities. But right now, I want Kedusha Shabbos in my life. I want to get into the world of Shabbos. That world of Shabbos can only be attained with a transformational experience which is nearest of it's sung properly. There's a Gemara in Megillah the Gemara Megillah says, "On that Yud Beis and Aleph, B'Yayim Hashviv K'Atay Leva Melach It was on the seventh day when the King Achashverosh his heart was very full with wine. And the Gemara says, say we know Achashverosh already like many many months going with constant drunkenness. He was drunk for months on end. All of a sudden, now he was drunk. So the Gemara says, "Amar Rava, Yayim Ashvi Shabbos Haya." When it says "Yayim Ashvi," it means it was Shabbos. It was the seventh day of the week. It was Shabbos. Yisrael, euchim misheisen. Yisrael, they eat and they drink. Klal Yisrael, maschilim b'derey Torah b'derey Sichvachis. They start singing Sichvachis mirrors. They say Taira at the table, they sing Zmiras, they drank also. We drink Kiddush wine, we eat fancy foods on Shabbos. What do we do? When we have fancy foods and wines come into us, we start saying Taira, we sing Zmiras. But Ahasuerus have the same foods perhaps in a non pocha variety. And what did he do? He started talking and he started telling terrible things. He started doing terrible things and speaking pras. That's what a guy does when he has these achilas and shtiyas. But a yid apply to all on Shabbos. You don't find that. A yid on Shabbos is full of kedusha when he engages in achilas and shtiyas on Shabbos. The Ben Yadah explains this Gemara beautifully. Ben is was written by the Ben Yishchai, or Yisav Chaim of Baghdad, and the other saver besides the Ben Yishchai that he's famous for is the Ben Yayada. Ben Yayada is one of those go-to svarim. If you ever are learning Agadita and you want a good shot in what the Agadita, what the Gemara means, because I don't understand it, the first place to go to, of course, is the Masha. And then after that, one of the major svarim to look at is the Ben Yayada. So the Ben Yayada on that Gemara, Megillah, says an amazing thing. Says, look at what was happening to Kali Yisrael. We were doing something really bad. We went to the king's party. It was not appropriate to be at the king's party. It was full of pizza and terrible things going on there at the party. A Jew has no right to be engaging in such in such activity, even though it was you could be you could chalk it up to being you know good for the Jews to do that or whatever. It wasn't the right place, and Mordechai was very upset that Kali Yisrael went. So but it's funny, it's ironic almost, that even though they did the worst thing by going to that party, somehow, some way from that party, redemption sprout. What happened at that party? Vashti was killed at the end because she didn't want to come out when Akash wanted her to, a whole conversation with Murray says what exactly happened there. When Vashti was killed as a result of that party, Esther, her star started to rise. And she became the queen, and eventually the Yeshua came from that party. Isn't that ironic that from the party that we did the wrong thing? In fact, the Gemara says that the reason why we were Chayav Kalya, the reason why Kalya so anashim, nashim, atap, were really Chayav Misa, why the Gezerah was supposed to take place were it not for the Yeshua, was precisely according to some because we went to that party. So why from that party did the Yeshua come? What did we do that was so great? The ben Yada says that what happened was Sunday we were at the party, we were partying all very, very hard. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We were getting into it. Friday night, all of a sudden it dawned upon the Yidden at that party, that Rabbi said, Shabbos, what are we doing here at this party? So you know what they did? They went into like a private room. They made kiddush, They had food. They sang. They sang Zmira Shabbos together at that party. They made a cocoon for themselves at this banquet of Achashverosh. Such a a, a decadent hedonistic environment, but they were able to find a spaceship within that area—a bubble. Sing Zmira be transformed out of that environment into a world of Shabbos, into the basic genozo of of the Rabbeinu Shalom, through Zemira Shabbos, through Debrei Teira, and through that, the Yeshua came about. Because of this chus that Paul Yisrael had, that they were able to inoculate themselves from the Tumbo of HaShveresh, on Shabbos, through the vehicle of Zemira Shabbos, through the vehicle of Tairah, and be able to catapult themselves out of that Tumah, that's why Yeshua happened to call Yisrael. That was the saving grace of call Yisrael. That was why we were able to be redeemed, why we were able to survive, and why we were able to thrive, all because of Zerah Shabbos and what they were able to do. There's a Tisus in Sanhedrin on Dathlam, at Zion of there says a very interesting thing. There's a Sefer called Tshuva Sagainim. After the Amayrayim, there was a period of time called the Gainim. There was Tanaim, Amayraim. there were Gainim. there were also Savorayim, but there were Gainim and then there were Rishayinim. Okay? The Rishayinim, we're all familiar with the Rishayinim, but before the period of the Rishayinim, there were Ga'inim, Rav Ha'ayi ga'in and Rav Gain. And Rav Amrim Gain, Rav Sajra Gain, of Natrunaya Gain, there were many Gainim. We're not as familiar with their tire because we learned more of the Tire of the Rishinim. We don't have that much tire from the Gainim. But there is a there but the Gainim were the period before the Rishinim, and there was Chubas from them. In the Chubas of Gainim, they said that we all in our Sisral they used to only say Kedusha once a week. We say Kedusha twice a day. Shafras and Mincha, we say Kedusha. And on Shabras we say it Shabbos, and Musaf and Mincha. In the olden days, in Eretz Yisrael, they used to say kedusha just once a week, and now it's Shabbos. Can you imagine how special that Kedusha was? We take it for granted, and we say it every day. Imagine the whole week you're waiting to say kedusha to the of Why on Shabbos was the day that was chosen to say kedusha? Because there's a Medrash. This is all brought in Tisis. There's a Pasuk that says... That the chayes say shira. The angels in heaven called chayes, they say shira. Sheish knaf, knafayim le'echad. Every angel, again this is above our pay grade, we don't understand this, but every angel has six wings. This is what the Medrash says, six wings. Every one of these six wings, they have a Sunday wing, they have a Monday wing, a Tuesday wing, a Wednesday wing, a Thursday wing, a Friday wing. And every day of the week, they wave, they flap that wing of that day. So today is a Friday, so they will be flapping just the Friday wing on their, heaven, on their angelic bodies. That's what will be flapped on Friday. Sunday, the Sunday wing. Bukhishet Bar Shabbos. And when Shabbos comes, I the Chayas say to the Ravina Shalim, we don't have another wing. What are we supposed to do? Should we use all our wings? Should we use none of our wings? What do we do? We don't have a Shabbos wing. He answers them, Yeshri Aiknaf Echat Shay M Lafana Shira, it's okay, take a break. I don't need your services today. I have another wing, and they're gonna sing shira to me. Shenemar, the Pasuk says, Miknafa, Orat Zmirais Shamanu. So Pasuk in Yeshaya Parakaf Dalapasak Tazayan Miknafa Arat Zmira Shamanu from the wings of the world I hear Zmirais. Who is this wing that sings Miras, the Rabbin Yisraelim? It's Kla Yisrael. Knesset Yisrael sings Miras on Shabbos. The angels, they take a break. They leave the stage of the world. They don't flap their wing. They don't have a wing to flap. Kla Yisrael is the wing of Shabbos. And through our we sing to the Rabbin angelically. On Shabbos, we are the Shabbos angels. I see a room full of people around me sings Zmiris on Shabbos, you're the angels of Shabbos. It's you that I ask for brachas. It's you that I admire. It's you that I love. Through Zmiris, we not only can get away from this world, we can not only... Can we be zimer? Can we prune ourselves away from the mundane activities of this world? But the zemiris is a wing. The Zamiris is able to enable us to soar into shamayim on Shabbos to get into another state of mind, a heavenly state, to a place that we have not tasted yet perhaps in our life, but now that we know about it, we know where our destination is, we have a flight plan. We know where we're going. We know what we want to do now. And that's the kayak of Kedusha, Shabbos through Smeerah Shabbos. Smeerah Shabbos were written by heavenly angels. Who wrote Smeerah Shabbos? Smeerah Shabbos were not written by poets. It wasn't something that, like Goyim, you take a, what's, who writes the songs? That's who writes the songs that everybody's going crazy over. People with. People that are that are that are full of Tummah. a yid like the Abin Ezra, a yid like Yisrael Najara, who wrote who wrote um, <laughs> Yisrael Najara wrote um, on Shabbos day. Yom Zemachobad. That's the way I remember the stanzas of of, of Zem because it's Yisrael with a hey at the end. And the famous story, by the way, by Risal Majaro. He lived in Svas, a few blocks away from the Arizal. And he was singing every Shabbos he would sing Zmiras that he would compose. And all of the angels came to hear him sing. And they would sit by his table. Obviously, the average person couldn't see them, but there were... There were millions of angels that came to Bisal Najara's house. One day in Svass, it was very hot, it was in the summer, and Bisal Najara was wearing, he normally wore his his or whatever he wore at the table, and it was too hot, so he took it off. Unbeknownst to him, as soon as he took it off, all the angels left. They were very disappointed. This is the person that sings Mir Shabbos. He doesn't even wear a jacket Look, Havad Shabbos by the Suda. I'm not saying that you have to. I'm just telling you the story. The Arizal saw everything happening from his home and he sends a message to Agusel Najara, put the jacket back on. These are not normal people that are composing these songs. If we're able to tap into the Kedusha of these songs and be able to have a Cyrus from them, We could enter Shabbos for the first times in our life. That's the sug of angels that are different on Shabbos. During the week, we know what we do during the week. We try to be good, but very often we mess up. And we read things that we're not supposed to. We look at things that we're not supposed to. We think about things that we're not supposed to. We do things that we're not supposed to. And we feel bad about it. Shabbos is a different day. Shabbos is a day of chuba. The, the Sherish of Shabbos and the shirish of Chuba is the same. It's a time that we can rectify what we did during the week. We can come back to the Rabbanish Leilam, all the things that we did wrong throughout the week and come into the base genoza of the Rabbanish Leilam. And the only way that we have to do that is Mira Shabbos. It's the only way that we can do it. There was a great Rosh Hashiva. I'm not going to say who it is for obvious reasons, one of the biggest Rosh Hashivas in And he had a son, and the son, everybody expected him to be also a gadol like, like his father. But he didn't turn out that way. He was talking Hashem, but he took a different, different path in life. The next door neighbor of this Rosh Yeshiva, he was a Talmud but not on the same stature as this Rosh Yeshiva. and he had several sons. I know at least three of them, and they're all Gedoyim Mamish. One of the sons was a Rabbi of mine in He knows Kol He's just a you know just one of these people that you know. At a young age already, he was going to be great. And he's already one of the gedalim in Eretz Yisrael. But he has brothers also. Rosh Yeshiva's just like him also. G'ayinim and Marnim. And I don't know exactly how this transpired, but somebody asked this Rosh Shiva, why is it that your next-door neighbor has sons who are gedalim in Yisrael, and you were in Zayifeh to that. Now, again, I don't know who would have the chutzpah to say that but maybe he offered this on his own to somebody. I don't know, but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is the answer that this person gave, this Rashiva gave. He said, I'll tell you the difference between what happened to me and what happened to him. My Friday night was basically, we sat down, we said at Dvartaira, we had the food, Maybe they, you know, they davened up a zemmer or something. We benched and I ran back to my Gemara and my Rambam. I wanted to get back to my Svarim. Shabbos, I wanted to learn on Shabbos. We were supposed to be learning on Shabbos. But that's what my Friday night looked like. My son walked away Friday night. He was not inspired. He was bright. He had potential. But I wasn't able to inspire him with Kedusha Shabbos. My neighbor, on the other hand, every Friday night, they didn't rush away from the Suda. They stayed at the Suda and they were singing throughout the night and we heard in our house one Zemr after another Zemmer, one Niggin after another Niggin. They weren't in a rush to leave. They just wanted to, to cling tenaciously onto that experience of Sabbath. They wanted to stay in the Beskid Nazar of the Melech. They wanted to leave this world and they wanted to enter the world of the Rabbein Yishraelim. Which was enabled by the wing of Shabbos, Zmir Shabbos. The Knap Barat Mir Shamanu. That, he said, is the say this That is why those children ended up Gideon B'Yisrael. Because they were marinating Kedusha Shabbos their entire lives. I deprived my son of Zmir Shabbos. And I deprived him of so much more than that. This is what we have to shoot for, for Shabbos. Not just this Shabbos, every Shabbos, for the rest of our lives. Try. We have to try to be in places, first of all, that are, that are conducive to Kedusha Shabbos. I'm not saying where you should go, where you shouldn't go. It's not my place to tell you. And sometimes you have to go to places that are not conducive because that's you know that's part of life, wherever that may be. But maybe you can bring that feeling of kedusha Shabbos into that home. And when you get married, this is the way your home should be. I saw this once in my life. Many times, but at the same place. When I was a bachar in yeshiva, I used to go to Revarim Shechter very often for Shabbos. And and I I wrote in one of my sarim, in the introduction, how I tasted there... What Shabbos is. What, what it means to be Me'enayon Haba. The way his table looked, his wife, who was just Nifter also this year, she was uh, a tremendous Ashish Hayel. And I don't know how she did it, I really don't. But basically, she gave up every Shabbos and every Yantav of her life for the Yeshiva and for her husband very difficult. You have a family and very often people, and rightfully so, they want just to have a family experience at the table. Every Shabbos, every single Shabbos, I don't remember Shabbos that there was ever just a private meal by Rav Aaron's house. Every single Shabbos, every Friday night, Shabbos day, Shalashudis. Every of Rosh Hashanah, not of Yom Kippur, I mean, every uh every, every Yantif. There was always like, a, I don't know, five, ten people at the table, Bachrim. She had to shop for all of this, cook for all of this. And what did the Suda look like? This is what it looked like. The came in. He sang, Shalom Aleichem, Hei shishayel. He said, uh, Riben kalay Lomim. He made Kiddush with all of the Taikif of kedusha of Kiddush. You could feel the kedusha Shabbos when he made Kiddush. We went to wash. We ate challah. Everybody got, I think we may have eaten fish. And then everybody was handed out Makrais Kedailas. And Revan would learn whatever Pasuk he was up to in, in the Makrais Kedailas. The pasuk, Rashi say aara. Then the zmiras would start, and we go through many zmiras, the most beautiful zmiras, and everybody would be singing along. There was no schmoozing. It wasn't like, how did the Knicks do this week, or uh, you know, you know, what do you think about uh, about what's going to be with uh, with the country? How's the economy doing? How is the stock market this week? None, nothing. We went from to eating the delicious food, and the, the food tasted out of this world, not because it was so, you know, so, uh, you know, from a, from one of these fancy cookbooks. It was because it was so infused with kedusha shabbos that it wasn't shy of to fathom. And after you ate one course, then you again the mikrais kedushas came out. Zemir Shabbos came out. Dessert came out. More Taira, more Zemir Shabbos, more Benching. The same thing happened the next day. And the same thing happened in Shalashudas. There was 20 people that came for Shalashudas. More very simple, simple, fair, but in other words, you felt Shabbos. In other words, Shabbos was actually Shabbos. That's all I'm saying. Now, can we do this? I think when you're buffering, you could do this. I don't know if after you're married, and after you have a family, and after everything else, if you're not prepared as a buffer to do this, then it's going to be very hard to do. You could do it. You could do anything you want. But you have to get a whole lot more people on board. Because it's not always so easy to do not always easy. Shabbos is the time you want a shmuz, You want to kick back. You want to read even the Jewish newspapers. You want to read *Amudia*. You want to read *The Yatad, You want to read *Ami* magazine. You want to relax. And, I, and there's much worse things to read. The fondest memories that I have is, uh, of, of my teenage years. The fondest memories were the winter Friday nights in Yeshiva. I lived, I went to the Masifta of Long Beach. I lived a block away. My, my family lived a block away from the Yeshiva. That's why I went there. And I just remember, very often I would eat the, the Sudha in Yeshiva, or if I did it at home, I'd eat it at home. But I'd, after the Sudha was over, after a beautiful Sudha with such smiris, we would go up to the Beis Medrash, and we would learn hours on end. You know how long you have on Friday night to learn if Shabbat starts at, let's say, four four fifteen. Let's say you start the meal at, I don't know, five thirty ish. You finish the meal by, let's say, seven six thirty seven, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock, we went up to the base medrash with our chavruts, and we learned, and the lights of the base medrash would shut automatically I believe it's at one o'clock in the morning. And there was still an ilum that was there at one o'clock in the morning, believe it or not, from seven to one. And there was only one light that remained on in the Bas Madrash. And it was there was a, a menaira over here by the by the Sleaf And there were like these you know those those bulbs on top of menaira that flicker. That was the only lights that they had in the Medrash. And picture the scene of having 20, 30 bacham with their ghosts held at an angle to chop a little bit more lights that they can turn right there. That was Shabbos. That was Shabbos. Shabbos is not a regular day. I hope I'm able to describe it as to the best of my humanly ability to do so. And I hope that I'm able myself to remind myself of what Shabbos is, because I forget sometimes what Shabbos is as well, even having experienced such experiences. It's so easy to forget Kedusha Shabbos and just to to take the easy road and just to make it a regular Saturday with, 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 with Cholent. But if a Yid wants to, and why shouldn't we want to? We're B'nai Taira. Even flawed B'nai Taira. Even B'nai Tairah that sometimes make mistakes in life. But come Shabbos, we say goodbye to those angels. And we say hello to our new angelic self. We say Shalom Aleichem, and maybe some of you are wondering, Okay, Rabbi, I get your part about Shalom Aleichem, human angels. You're saying, "Shalom." That's but what happens? Sometimes I'm eating alone Friday night. I'm not talking about the other angels in the room. I'm talking about you. You greet yourself. You say "Shalom Aleichem" to yourself on Shabbos. This is who I am. I'm declaring emphatically that I am angelic. Yes, during the week, sometimes I'm not so perfect. But on Shabbos I remind myself that I could do tshuva, I remind myself that I could come back again with nim and say, this is who I am. I'm not a mere mortal, I'm a yid. I am the angel of Shabbos and I am here to enter with my Zemiris and my Tyra to enter a world that a guy cannot understand. For in Asata Hashem alikachol legaya aratzes. For in Chato Malkenu lai de Pselim, they gambim nuchasla leyishkinu They have no shayches to Shabbos. A guy has no shayches to Ganura Shabbos. Their concept of Shabbos is a day of rest. It's a day that I don't go to the office. It's a day that I can wake up late, have breakfast in bed, and read the Sunday Times. That's a Guy Shabbos. A Yid Shabbos is a, is, a, is a day that we leave planet Earth. We don't read the New York Times. We say Fat to the New York Times. I don't want Shabbos to the New York Times anymore. I don't want to hear about politics. I don't want to hear about sports. I don't want to hear about anything in this world. I want to come with Nibel of That's what I want. That's what we have to get in yeshiva going. That guy should want to stay for Shabbos and that at Shabbos, at the Sudas, there should be a drive to get everybody to sing Zmiris on the top of their lungs and with all of their hearts. No schmoozing by Zmiris. When people schmooze by Zmiras, it makes nobody want to sing Zmiras. You ever notice that? There's a group of guys schmoozing, and I feel like a nerd singing Zmiras, like being a goody-goody, when everybody at my table is like schmoozing and, having, and laughing. That's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not why Yeshiva sponsors Shabbos for us every week. That's not why Yeshiva spends thousands of dollars every week so that we can have a Shabbos in Yeshiva. The reason is so that we should feel the Kedusha Shabbos, that we should sing Zmir Shabbos together, that we should talk divrei Taira on Shabbos, we should be fully immersed in the kedusha of Taira and divrei Sishpachis, to inoculate ourselves from the week on Shabbos, to gain a new entrance, a new insight, a new portal into heavenly activities, which will, Mir Hashem spill over into the coming week and make us holier, by virtue of the fact that we had such a Shabbos. This is what a yid is. A yid is a Shem, a shabbos. If a yid has a shabbos like this, he's a yid. If he doesn't have shabbos, he's not a yid. I'm not just talking about being machal shabbos. Chavetz Chaim has a famous part that shabbos. If you don't keep shabbos, you're not a yid. Obviously, technically, you're a yid, but you're not a yid because shabbos is an ice, Shabbos is a sign. He says, if there's a store, let's say you go to a local pizza store. And for some reason the gate is closed. You say, okay, maybe he went on vacation or something. How do you know when the store is out of business? Once they take the sign down. When the pizza sign is down, you know the store is come out, it's closed. When a Yid keeps Shabbos, he might not be a perfect Yid, but he's still a Yid. When he takes the sign, when he takes the ice of Shabbos down, that's a sign that he's no longer interested in being a Yid. Now, normally that guard is contained to people that are bachlal. They go to the golf courses on Shabbos. But you know what? We in our own way go to the golf courses on Shabbos also. Just we fake it better. Because we're not fully engaged in Shabbos. Shabbos is not such a sign by us. It's just another day of the week that we do different things in a different way. And dress a little differently. But that's not really the sign that we have what Shabbos is. To be a real Shabbos Yid involves doing the things that we're talking about today. Are we going to be perfect? No. Could we make it better? Yes. Let's think about these things tonight. Shalom Aleichem. Already, Kabbalah Shabbos. We already start becoming angelic by Kabbalah Shabbos. That warms us up for Z'mirah Shabbos, which warms us up for Benching, which warms us up for the Seder after, after, the, after the Suda, which warms us up for Shabbos Davening, with all the singing and the Sishbaches of that, to the Shabbos Damia with its Zmiras, to Shalashudas, which is Mamish Rabba Deraven. Shalashudas, you know, is the holiest time of Shabbos, not the time to, to start taking a free pass, and you know and wolfing down to Shal and, and Shmuzing Sh- Shal Shudis is whole, the Holy of Holies it's a Kadesh Kadoshim it's the most acceptable time to the rabbi of the whole week and this Zmiras of Shal Shudis is the most Holy of all of them this is the vision of Shabbos and let's try to adopt that vision for ourselves and for our families for our friends for the Yeshiva for Klal Yisrael to once again become the Malachi Asharis of Shabbos, so we're able to say to others and to ourselves, tonight and every Friday night, Shalom Aleichem.